You're just a silly girl, aren't you? Better a silly girl with a flower than a silly boy with a horse and a stick. Goodbye, then. It's called a lance. Hello? Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic, and I am your host, Peter. This podcast is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and we discover movies new and old. And for this episode, we are covering a older movie. And joining me on this review is the ladies of the Cutaways podcast. Hey, ladies. Hello. Welcome back. <laughs> Good to be back. Yeah. Thanks, Peter. Yeah, no problem. Uh, for those that uh, may have missed it, you guys have previously been on the OG Beauty and the Beast review and also the... Uh, the Fisher King. The Fisher, Fisher King. King. See, I mean, we're doing A Knight's Tale, and I was about to mix up the words or the title somehow, <laughs> like The Fisher Tale or The the the, the Knight's King. So, um, yeah. The Fisher and the Beast. The Fisher. <laughs> I like that. Fisher and the Beast. So That's some imagery. <laughs> well, I mean, it could talk about Robin Williams and still Jeff Bridges, because there was a romantic comedy between Jeff Bridges and Robin Williams. Let's yeah. Just okay. Okay, but we're on to this new movie. Yes, now. I mean this new old movie. <laughs> this new old movie, A Knight's Tale. Uh, before we jump into all of that, uh, can you tell a little bit about uh, your show and what you guys do? If they haven't heard you or listeners haven't heard you on the previous episodes. Yeah, we host the Cutaways podcast where we are watching romantic comedies through the ages on a journey to understand this misunderstood genre that's been prioritized for women to watch, but, um... Mm. It's shit on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great uh, podcast. I love it. Obviously, I'm a self-proclaimed number one fan. You yep. you are our number one fan. <laughs> no, I'm sure there's uh, other fans in there that are uh, in uh, competition for that mm. title, if that's, if that's a, a phrasing of sorts. Um, but there's something that I was almost talking to Ashley about off mic that I wanted to kind of bring up. But I recently checked out for the first time the Hamilton soundtrack. <gasps> so, a little late to the party. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, yesterday, I was on my way to go pick up my daughter. And I was thinking about our recording. And I'll go, I need to check out that Hamlet. Or Hamlet. The Hamilton uh, soundtrack. <laughs> Yay, Hamlet. Yay, so, Hamlet. <laughs> yeah, Hamlet too. Um, I like the no, Kenneth there's Branagh a there's version. a huge joke about that. Yeah, where uh, Lynn was in New York, New York, and, and he was walking around and got stopped at a crosswalk, and some lady in this car noticed him and said, "You wrote." Hamlet. You wrote that musical, right? You wrote that musical. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, Hamlet. And he's like, no, 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 no I didn't do that. No, no, no. And she's like, yeah, you, you did. did. Yeah, like, yeah, I know who you are. Yeah. You wrote Hamlet. And he's just like, no, no. <laughs> and she goes, yay, Hamlet. So that's a joke across uh, his Twitter as yeah. he told us that story on the internet. Yes. Oh, that's funny. I was going to ask if it was a video clip because I would love to see that. That's oh, hilarious. Oh, I wish that was a video clip. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, uh, it's pretty good so far. I haven't finished it because there's a lot of tracks on there. Um, I feel like I'm maybe halfway through, but um, right off the jump, that very first song, uh, I loved it. So mm -hmm. I, I can't wait to listen to it some more. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't want to say there wasn't like anybody to say, oh, you need to listen to it because everybody was just, you know, talking about it when it first came out. I just never got onto it because I, I listen to more um, podcasts than I do music anyway. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what it is. But uh, A Knight's Tale. So this came out uh, May 12th, no, May 11th, uh, 2001. So a month before I graduated high school. Um, oh, you were the demographic. I was. I, <laughs> indeed, I was. Uh, when this movie came out, the number one song at the time was Janet Jackson's All For You. Mm. Hmm. Which, how does that one go? All for you. Na, 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 na. It's all for you. She's like dancing in like on the in the subway or something like that. Oh, like, I think kinda, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was number one for almost two months. Wow. Uh, around that time, so pretty popular song. The song that came out after that, this one I definitely remember was Lady Marmalade. Yeah, yes. I guess. Oh depending. my god, yes. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. The the remix with Christina Aguilera, Lil Kim. So yeah, my friends and I, for my friend Susan's six, sweet sixteenth, we we choreographed a dance to that to that song. Oh, nice. <laughs> now, is there video footage of this dance? Um, maybe, pro probably. <laughs> hey, I will send money no. to your Patreon for that video. <laughs> No. Oh God! And we're and we're dressed as um, Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, that works. Yeah, I I need this pronto. <laughs> so that that says a lot about who I was in two thousand one. <laughs> well, that was like definitely one of my jams. That was a uh, you know a big hit during the summer. I remember that summer very well. It was right before I left to go to basic training for the nice. army. So Ooh, nice. Um, yeah. So a uh, couple other movies that came out that same weekend, none of which I've heard of, um, Startup.com, Sorted Lives, Bread and Roses, About Adam, The Trumpet of the Swan, and The King is Alive. Never heard of any of those. Nope. Yeah, me neither. Uh, the Let's see. Other than A Knight's Tale, the only other two that broke a million was Startup.com and Sorted Lives. So that was it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, everything else was just under, uh, but the uh, the other two just barely over a million each in the box office. So Knight's Tale definitely um, a big hit. I think overall it uh, at least doubled its budget. So um, pretty good. Now I know Ashley has seen this, uh, Justine. You you hadn't. This is just one that you just completely missed. Yeah, I I did see Moulin Rouge four times in the theater that <laughs> year. So I guess I missed a Knight's Tale. <laughs> Heath Ledger wasn't on your radar yet. Mm, I mean, he was in 10 things. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I was definitely averse to seeing this movie for a while because of the the cheese factor it kind of emits, uh, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I had not seen anything at all of it. I knew... The, the hello, it's a lance. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that line and I knew they danced. Like, right. those are the only two things I knew about it at all. I knew nothing else until last night when I watched it for the very first time. 
what about you, Ashley? What do you remember from this? Oh, so I didn't see this movie in the theater. I got obsessed. See, I do this thing, or at least I did this thing, where I got obsessed with a certain actor in a certain movie and then had to see everything that they've ever done in their life in on film. This is good. Yeah, I know. It's it's kind of a thing, you know. It's a weird quirk of my life. Well, as I'm learning, I'm taking a Hitchcock Studies course right now. Oh, that's right. And um, they say when you binge a certain director or actor in this case, you start to see the um, the repeated mm-hmm. elements, you know. the. Well, it's interesting because Heath, Le- Heath Ledger... He try. He was very specific on what he wanted to do. Like he he took very weird U turns in certain instances to avoid being typecast because mm-hmm. he didn't want to be the teen heartthrob. He was very uncomfortable being a heartthrob because he didn't think he was that attractive. Damn. Right. So uh, and it, and it was Heath Ledger. You're talking about you're obsessed with, not like Paul Bettany or. <laughs> No, Paul Bettany was after <laughs> Heath Ledger. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I like would link movies together and have huge movie marathons just based on the actors that were in them. Like I had to, I had this whole setup where it, it had to have this actor from this movie that was also connected. So it had to have like the same actor that I had just watched in it. So that's how Paul Bettany, I, I watched that. And then I watched after A Knight's Tale, I watched, I think it was Wimbledon. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's in with, that one. Uh, with Kirsten Dunst, I yeah, think. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Keira Knightley, is it? Is it wasn't or, Knightley yeah, it's Kira Knightley, not Kirsten right. Dunst. Um, but yeah, so I would do that. But I rented A Knight's Tale from uh, my local library Ooh. when they had DVD collections. They still do. Oh, yeah, they still do. Support your uh, local library. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was shortly after 10 Things I Hate About You. I I used to not go to dances, and this is what I would do instead of dances. Uh, Watch movies? Yes. Mm. Well, have movie marathons. I think for prom, (laughs) I had, I planned prom's movie marathon out for months before. And I wa- I think I watched Sleepy Hollow and then got all the way somehow to, uh, what is that Shane West, Mandy Moore movie? Uh, A Walk to Remember. A Walk to Remember. Yeah, I, I went from uh. that. I went from Sleepy Hollow to A Walk to Remember. And Interesting. S- yeah, it, it, was, it was fun. I like Sleepy Hollow. That's a good one. Christina Ricci is wonderful in it. She is. I, I just love her in general. You know, kind of a childhood crush from being in an Adams family. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a weird crush, huh? Like she's dressed in black and I don't think it's much... a weird crush. Well, yeah. I have a crush on her and Penelope. I love her and Penelope. Penelope. I don't think that's one I know uh one I know. It's Is that the... a period movie or No. No. It's a whimsical okay. fantasy movie. That... I'm sold already. <laughs> that stars Christina Ricci. And Renee, not Renee Zellweger, uh, Reese Russo? Witherspoon. Oh, Reese, okay. And hmm. I can't remember the dude's name. Some dude. James McAvoy. Yeah. Uh, McAvoy. Penelope. It, so I, I was a weird child in high school. I refused to go to dances, and that's my life story in a nutshell. <laughs> 
Hmm. Well, I don't think you're weird at all. Um, <laughs> let's see. I dances. I, I went to the dances. Um. But well, the school dances were okay. I think. Well, in in town we had a dance club that was for fifteen to twenty year olds. So I would actually frequent that uh, as opposed to going to the school ones. Um, but this one, I don't think I saw in theater either. This is actually uh, prime Blockbuster Peter time. So I was actually uh, employed at Blockbuster and I was renting all the movies uh, since I was working. And between our five free movies a week, I had no time for the theater really unless it was something like huge Um for example, like Six Cents, you know, back in '99, something like that. Or, uh, but this one I do recall at the least uh, renting, you know, on home release. And uh, for whatever reason, I don't know if it was like uh, a, t a special on MTV, perhaps, or maybe even the supplemental material from the DVD. I remember some of the behind the scenes and kind of what went into um, some of the like the uh, the jousting like i mm -hmm. learned that they put noodles and linguine in it to make it more look like splintered wood and so i kind of remember that i remember the dancing um i don't remember the father's subplot i guess i kind of remembered like how it started off um you know and we'll get into that but i don't remember how it ended you know like i, I didn't remember the father being reintroduced or anything like that so uh this one i at least saw saw a couple times when it first came out i remember liking the music and this was the movie that introduced me to paul bettany for sure i didn't remember alan tudyk being in here at oh, all oh i remember <laughs> yeah i mean i know you threw out that line you know when we were talking about doing this movie yeah and i didn't know who said that line so i think it was actually Maybe when I started watching the movie, I was like, oh, he's in here. <laughs> um, I remember Rufus Sewell uh, being in here just because he's the bad guy for all period movies. Yeah, he is. And, uh, and television Sossman. shows. Television shows. Uh, which ones? Uh, he's the bad guy on uh, The Man in the High Castle right now. Oh, see, I, I, I haven't watched that, um, but I know it's it's really good. Um, he's a Nazi. He, he, I, I believe that. I mean... <laughs> He he yeah he I I want to know what movies he's done where he's a good guy, you know that that'd be interesting to see. I feel like there is one at least. Mm -hmm. I know he played. This is going to be hilarious because it connects back to what we were talking to in the beginning. But he played Alexander Hamilton in the John Adams TV movie. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, is that the one with Paul Giamatti? Yes. Okay. See, I don't remember him in that, but I did watch that. I don't remember that at all, but I was looking at his uh, filmography because Sam brought it up last night when we were watching. He was like, why? This guy is always the bad guy. Has he ever been a good guy? And so I was going through his filmography and I was like, hold the fucking phone. You're not going <laughs> to believe this. <laughs> he played Alexander Hamilton. But Alexander Hamilton isn't the good guy. Not in John Adams' story, no. I mean, He's kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah i'd have to go back and check out some youtube clips of that because uh, i remember liking that series um i don't remember much from it at all but uh, i i did watch it so uh i guess he was kind of forgettable in that actually um shannon sossaman who plays jocelyn in here i remember she was in here i saw her in like 40 days and 40 nights and i thought she was going to be up and coming but i don't think she's done like 
too many things really after like the early 2000s. I saw her in Wrist Cutters. I love mm-hmm. that movie. She's been doing a lot of TV. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, let's talk about some of the characters here. We kind of mentioned uh, Heath Ledger. Well, I guess maybe a little reminder of the uh, of the movie for those that haven't seen it, seen it in a while. Um, Heath Ledger plays William Thatcher, who is a, uh, I guess he's a squire. His master dies, and he kind of assumes the identity in order to compete in jousting. And after his first victory, they decide to continue on so that way they can win money and live off of that. And um, and change their stars. And change their stars. stars. Absolutely. I love that line. Um, And then uh, it's really an underdog story of him just kind of rising up through the ranks of this jousting sport. Uh, and that's pretty much it. What I didn't know was that they did sprinkle some um, some real life people in here. I guess the uh, character of Jeffrey Chaucer, uh, or Chaucer, played by Paul Bettany, is actually a real writer. Mm-hmm. Um, he yeah, wrote, wrote the Knight's Tale, the Canterbury right. Tale, the Canterbury that's Tales, right. and the Book of yeah. the Duchess. Okay, which is a Th- real that's... book. Okay, isn't that a movie too? Well, uh, I don't believe the Book of the Duchess. I, I'd have to go back and look, but hmm. uh, the Book of the Duchess is kind of one of the big things that you read in high school, um, which is why I thought it's hilarious that they threw Chaucer in basically a high school sports movie. Right? <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, it's yeah the the movie. It's very as Justine mentioned. It's very cheesy. It's very. Uh, coming of age kind of tale, but it really is a sports movie mixed with a high school movie, mixed with a coming of age tale, mixed with a period piece. It's all these things that you wouldn't think wor- would work, and yet they come together and form this really nice, not so much self aware, but ridiculous movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of it comes um, comes with how like Heath Ledger plays his character as well. I, I think it yeah it, it fits. Uh, Justin, what was your um, initial impression like after watching the movie? Well, my first impression, at the very first, I was obsessed with everybody's hair. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what is happening? You must like the Jocelyn's purple hair. All of her hairstyles. Yeah, Jocelyn mm-hmm. had cool hair, interesting hair. And I also liked, um, was it Kate had green hair mm-hmm. a little bit. But like Heath in the beginning with the those dreads, I'm just like, <laughs> as soon as it starts, I'm like, girl, girl, those dreads. Get what? yourself your hair in. And then Alan Tudyk with red hair. Sorry, like the, my first notes are all like, their hair, their <laughs> hair. <laughs> and then they give him like a makeover, but they don't do like a makeover scene. It's just like background. I all feel his like they gone. filmed a makeover scene, but it didn't make the cut. You know, I have all my problems in this are in the first act. Mm-hmm. Like this suffers from a really bad first act. It's super rushed. It's like you start like way into it. Like I'm like, there's no beginning to this movie. You're just like in it, but not like. There's no beginning in a good way, you know, like, you know how you're always supposed to, like, just jump into the action, but I'm just, like, I'm jumped in, but I'm, like, I don't know what is happening. Yeah, I feel like they rushed through, one, explaining what happened to their master, who these characters are, or what's going on. How they know each other. Yeah. I mean, they right. get to that later. I mean, it co- it saves itself with a really great third act, but, like, that first act is just terrible. <laughs> 
Sorry. See, yeah. I, I enjoy parts of the first. I love opening up with, well, it's not necessarily opening up, but at least building to We Will Rock You and you being introduced <laughs> to this rock opera in a sense. That's with the first Queen. five minutes. <laughs> it is. It really yeah, is. But, it, but that's like. To me, like that opening up when they do that, it's like, okay, this is a sports movie. Mm-hmm. This is okay. We're in this world, but we're not gonna take it so seriously, like a period piece. Yeah, I could, I could see that they they needed that yeah. sort of um, what do they call it? They needed like the, the they he- needed that device like right off the, the bat, hero's call, just so you could be like, okay, this is what this movie is. Y- you're in it you're not gonna get any other like surprises you know yeah. they just blatantly write out saying like this is what this movie is yeah they could have <laughs> cut out like dealing with their master shitting himself to death <laughs> later on and just opened up with like the jousting bit maybe bringing in the action bit first yeah because really like right off the bat i want to know like what who Really, these characters like motivations and like their like stock, like who they are, like their I wants, you know, mm-hmm. which came like a little delayed for me, especially with like the the two friend characters. Yeah, they need it instead of instead of introducing the master first, which is what they basically do with him falling off the horse. Yeah, they need to, which is actually Heath Ledger's stunt double falling off of a horse. Yeah, and he yeah. used it. Um, I want to know who Heath Ledger is. Who like, we're supposed to care about. Right. Like what what. What type of guy? Because that's all this movie is about is what type of guy he is. So I want like an example in the beginning, like what type of guy he is, Mm -hmm. because it's all about like friendship and honor. And you need I feel like you need to see that in the beginning. And then he goes through his like dick phase and then he, you know, gains it back. His can't buy me love phase. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Check out that episode at the Cutaways podcast. Yeah. yeah, the 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 opening was a little weird. We don't get much of Sir Ector. We don't know a whole lot about him. And uh, William kind of reminds me of like uh, he he looks like what the the new Aquaman is going to look like. <laughs> you does. know, like the mm-hmm. hair, the beard, except you know, scrawny. And not often do we see um, Heath Ledger with a beard too. I know he's done some with it, but. Uh, I think also with the poster, you just don't expect to see dreads in a beard, too, because you already see a clean-shaven uh, William Thatcher. But, um, yeah, in the first five minutes, you guys kind of already mentioned it, we get We Will Rock You. We mm-hmm. get the wave from mm-hmm. the audience. Uh, everyone's clapping in unison and dancing. Uh, this, I feel like the opening, you know, just kind of sets the mood. Hey, we're not trying to go for something, um, you know, realistic or of its time. I guess, you know, so I think that was important to get that really early on. But do you guys think they went too far with that, though, in trying trying to incorporate like a lot of the, um, you know, or modernize a lot of things? I can't say how it went over at the time because we've seen it so much since then. And like I said, this came out the same year as Moulin Rouge, which was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, essentially. I think... For me, I this movie often reminds me of um, Sofia Coppola's uh, Marie Antoinette, which okay. she she did something very similar, but she also sprinkled in like there's Converse when she's looking at the shoes. There's mm-hmm. there's these little bits of modern history mixed in with with it. Um, I think uh, Marie Antoinette does it a little bit better. Yeah, 
as for incorporating it into a period piece. Um, but I personally just like it. I think it uses the music that it, the music choices that it makes, it uses those very well. Like everything has a purpose. Maybe some of them are a little too on the nose, but every song still fits in with the story that they're trying to tell with the mood. Yeah. I think especially when they bring in David Bowie and they're, they're starting to mix in the eighties dance moves at the dance or, um, even though it's on the nose, the boys are back in town when they go to London is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, do like that one. Yeah. I mean, even the training montage where they're listening to low rider, Mm -hmm. like, I thought it was a weird song choice, but I I enjoyed it still because I think Little Rider is a very fun song. And um, it was just kind of fun getting a, a bit of a training montage and, and them, uh, I don't know. I mean, we don't see a whole lot, a lot of jousting, you know. It's, it's just like playing chicken, you know, with a, a lance, I guess. That was way too early for me for a montage in a movie. <laughs> it kind of was. I was surprised you myself. You love montage. I know I love montage, but I'm still, like I said, trying to figure out who these guys are. And then all of a sudden we're in a montage 10 minutes in. I'm like, whoa. That's why I'm like, the movie just throws you in and you're just, it just takes you. And you're just like, hey, what's happening? Until <laughs> it starts to settle into the second act with the romance. And you're like, okay, I'm here for this. <laughs> yeah, I got to agree with you, Justine, because like early on we... We meet Watt, uh, Roland, and William, right? So we got three characters. We don't really know their motivations. Uh, when William first wins, um, you know, the, his first match, and they are to split up the, the money, I thought they were going to, like, split up separately, too. Like, they're going to go their separate ways. Like, all right, this is our winnings. I kind of forgot, you know, um, him trying to convince them to, like, let's continue along. Let's, let's do this together. I even forgot, like, well, when when does Paul Bettany come along, too? Uh, which is actually just right after the montage. We get naked Paul Bettany yep. <laughs> walking up. Now, how slow were they going for him to catch up to them on foot? Well, I feel like they're they're dragging a, a whole bunch of their shit behind them. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they were taking turns arguing about Who's whether the to, horse. Yeah, to ride the horse or not. So and and they're walking, so I mean it makes sense since he is trudging. He's trudging. Trudging. He, he's trudging walking. Along. Walking with purpose. He's walking with a purpose and walking quite fast. So I think he could catch up logically. Not did, that I think it matters. Did you pick this movie for us because there was man butt in it? Yeah, specifically for that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you, you needed some. Um, Paul Bettany had a nice butt. I mean, yeah. it was an it was a typical man butt. Yeah. Tip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's memorable. He, he, yeah. he could do some more squats. B minus, just a little more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he his his confident swagger really did add a lot to it. Yeah, <laughs> I did like that. He was yeah. He had no. Uh, he was letting it fly, right? <laughs> he just stood there, wasn't trying to hide anything. Clearly, this happens often to him. No fucks were given. <laughs> <laughs> no, none whatsoever. So we beat uh, Jeffrey, again, played by uh, Paul Bettany. He is a writer, um, and they pretty much bring him along because... Um, because well, he's exactly to, like, the guy that they need, like, yeah. exactly yes. at that moment. <laughs> yes. They didn't even so, know they needed him. <laughs> plot device just falls into their hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, this man forges them a gene- genealogy documents. Uh, because in the tournament, you have to be a knight. You know, you have to come from nobility and all that, uh, which William does not. He is a Thatcher who is poor. Now, th- for a while, they were using like a, a Thatcher as as if it was like a like an uh, occupation. We know it's his last name, but does a Thatcher mean anything else? 
Um, Thatcher, I believe. Let me bring turn on my etymology brain. Isn't just the person who repairs the. It's a roof. Yeah, they they're called Thatchers because they were they literally attached thatches to a roof. Yeah, thatched roof. Yeah, it's uh, bundles of sticks essentially that keeps okay. water out. And it's I I assumed it was the time period where your occupation became your last yeah. name. Yeah. Okay. That 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 does make more sense because I know like the French, their last names usually come from like where their family used to live. You know, whether it was like the forest, like De Forêt and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So okay, that that is interesting because I was I was wondering. I was like, well, that's his last name, but they are using it as if like that's an occupation. I so, mean, he right. does end up climbing onto the roof and fixing a leak. So <laughs> he does exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we meet uh, Jocelyn at one of the tournaments here. Um, you just kind of, she's just w- walking around. I had a hard time trying to place who she was exactly. Like I thought she was maybe the princess of the town or something. Did they get into that exactly? I mean, is she just like a maiden from the village? They did say the word princess, but I don't know if they meant it. It wasn't literally. like in the in the terms. It's she's just a woman of nobility. Yeah, a woman of the court. Yeah, yeah she's there. To win a man, basically. But she doesn't necessarily want to win a man. She's she's the stereotypical high school hot girl. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's it's kind of her introduction of Love at First Sight with Heath Ledger. Um, I like that not only are they walking on the road to Ruin, but the town is actually named Ruin, and right. that's where <laughs> they meet. So it uh... seems... <laughs> I just I like some of those like little devices that they use, um, like going back to Chaucer, the 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 whole point of the movie and why the director chose to throw Chaucer into this was not only did he write a a a story called The Knight's Tale, but he also has this like six months to a year gap of his history that you have no idea what the fuck he was doing, mm-hmm. which huh. is very rare because. Chaucer, like Hamilton, was always writing constantly. So for him to have this big, huge gap where there was nothing published, there's you don't hear or see anything about him is very interesting. So the director was like, "Well, what if he like became a herald for a night, and that's what he was doing, and that is what led him to write the Canterbury Tales." So this is what Chaucer was doing in his six-month gap. Hey. Oh, that is very interesting. I like that. Yeah. Look at you doing. Doing research and stuff, or you just know this. It's on the IMDb. It's, yeah, it's on the IMDb. <laughs> well, hey, well, there we go. <laughs> I like that a lot. One uh, of the one um, of the things that I, I guess we uh, or I didn't mention in the training montage is that there's some sword fighting too. So not only is it, only is it like a jousting tournament, they all they have other events like sword fighting. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, so we we do get the little meet cute with Jocelyn, but then we find out that Chaucer has a gambling problem too, and uh, we got the introduction of Simon the Summoner and Pete the Partner, who I guess are both characters from his books as well. Yeah, there's the Summoner's Tale and uh, the Partner's Tale, wow. which they are very disgusting. Greedy, corrupt. So these people. characters are only in it just for like that 
low it's like just Ch- for Chaucer, the Chaucer references. Chaucer yes. humor. So yeah. if you know that, you you got it. It's yeah. Just, Little Easter egg. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. I don't think it brings much to the. I mean, maybe it raises the stakes a little. Well, it, it raises the stakes because not only does he have the gambling problem, but he, since William is quote unquote his master, he is responsible for Chaucer, in a sense, at least in the hierarchy of the time. But William period, was but... still going to joust because of his ego. Yes, but this raised it so that he had to at least win something. Because they needed right. the ten Florians, the gold and Florians. it didn't help because they didn't have any money. So, um, so William really, you know, has to um, convince them to at least give the man his clothes back, and that they will get, you know, they'll get the money. Which I thought they kind of like bought into too easily, but that's fine. Well, I think it's to show that that William, as a whole, is a good person he's not yeah. gonna let he's not gonna let like the suffering of humanity like he's gonna yeah. s- take a mirror on it and and reflect it and say this what you're doing is fucking wrong mm-hmm. give him his clothes and i will take care of him basically because the movie's all about friendship yep so you gotta point out that this guy it's um what's that line in that song like if you you know just see his friends like you know a person worth by the, the like how they treat their friends. Right. Or the people that surround him. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what this movie is. So yeah, I could I've I've won over your argument. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm just uh I think it's funny that you mentioned taking a mirror and reflecting, you know, because <laughs> because Chaucer does that exact thing later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um so we get the the sword fight and and William gets injured. Well, at this point, he's going by Sir Ulrich um, of Lichtenstein. Lichtenstein? Lichtenstein. Right? Ulrich von Lichtenstein, which Lichtenstein. was apparently an actual knight. Oh. Ah, well, there we go. He was the creator of chivalry. Oh. 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 Like <laughs> it all comes together now. Uh, so we got this scene where... Sir, Sir Ulrich, Sir Ulrich, uh, is going to a couple of different blacksmiths, uh, asking for them to repair his armor, and they're like, "No, go see the woman." And so we meet Kate, who is a woman blacksmith. Um, I recognize her by face, but I couldn't figure out who she was. But uh, she is played by Laura Fraser, Fraser, uh, who is Lydia in Breaking Bad. So. Mm-hmm. That's where I know her from, and not this movie. Yeah, she's she's moved on to TV. She's also in The Magicians right now. Hmm. I just like how they're just this stereotypical ragtag group of misfits. Yeah. Which still, there always is. Th- yeah, there always is, but still makes me wonder how Watt got involved in them. I don't. He's, I don't know. He seems to be cakes. the hothead. He he always wants to fong everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Still, I mean, fight is. I think another... that was their safe way of not dropping a million f bombs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna f you up. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much what fong means. Yeah. Yeah. He, any chance he gets, he, he's gonna fong anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think I, he's yeah. like the because later on, towards the end, he has a gold chain, and I just think he's the stereotypical like gangster character. <laughs> like he's the the. The white guy who thinks he's like way too cool for school. 
Yeah, he's like Timon and Pumbaa, or him and Roland, anyway.、Mm. And、um, yeah, I just find that、uh, Watt is very impulsive, but、um, yeah, he's a nice guy. I, I I like his character. I love his dynamic with Chaucer. Him and Chaucer is、yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is pretty good.、Um, so we get the introduction of Adamir. Ad, no, Adamar. 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 Count Adamar. Count Adamar. Son of Philip Dimitri. Call him Jerky McJerk Face. <laughs> yep, that's what his name is. <laughs> Jerky Jerk Mc- face, yeah. yeah. This is the one、uh, played by Rufus Sewell.、Uh, he shades Sir Ulrich,、um, you know, about the armor being small and or his shield being small, but just he, he obviously Sir Ulrich, you know, took this、um, armor from this Sir Ector's、uh, armor, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, so it doesn't quite fit him. The shield is small. I'm not sure why, because that's、uh, Sir Ector. I got the impression that he was kind of tall too. So the shield、sure. is actually like styles of armor actually changed throughout history. The shield for jousting wasn't really necessary; it was just decorative. So he's mocking his sense of style of you're using the old school style of armor. Like what the fuck? Yeah, do you think he you're showed、doing? up wearing antiques. Yeah. Oh, okay, I gotcha. And so this is where we、um, we learn through exposition from. Count Edamar, God, Edamar, 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 Edamar. Okay, Edamar. I keep saying like Edamar. Like he's adamant、okay. about being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he is Edamar. Okay, so we learned that、uh, from him, Sir Ulrich has no sense of style. They they point out how you know the helmets have those visors, and most、um, jousters or most knights, they you know right before impact, they would kind of lift their chin. To prevent like splinters from going in those visors, and、uh, they they say that Sir Ulrich is like fearless,、uh, but it's also weak for showing mercy because there's a、uh, there's a knight that wants to keep his honor intact, and so they、Sir、do like、Philip、a draw. Coldwell, he with Cold, yeah he withdraws. He does like an honorable withdrawal. It basically means he did he still finished. He still did the last run of of things. It's like when you're Fencing, how you give respect to the person that you're fencing, and if they can't finish、um, that round, you still you go up and you basically you、uh, toast them. Yeah,、uh, because you still want you want knights are supposed to be honorable creatures. They come from the nobility, so sometimes you have the. I like the juxtaposition between showing. Or having this done while、uh, Adamar is in the stands explaining this to Jocelyn, you're seeing him kind of look down on the mercy and look down on the honorable thing to do or the respectful thing to do to your opponent. Like it's a sportsmanship thing. Yeah. So and Jocelyn's totally digging it. Oh yeah, Jocelyn's turned on by the sportsmanship. <laughs> and that、yeah. he keeps his eye on the target. Yeah. He's a true hunter. Right, yeah, that's what she calls him.、Uh, Ulrich starts off two and zero, but then he loses from a blow to the head. No, this is, yeah, this is against Adamar.、Uh, Adamar, that was that's yeah, right, that's right. This, so this is、uh, yeah, right after.、Um, and then he has that flashback. That's right. Him and his dad. Yeah. Yeah. You can change your stars. <laughs> I I thought that was、um, kind of an interesting placement of that flashback. 
I don't know where else you would place it. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it needs flashbacks. But I don't know. Like, uh, maybe if it was just one of those moments where he's kind of like just reflecting on that. Like, I don't know. I, I thought a blow to the head and then we cut to that. I I didn't see like the connection, you know, uh, from that particular match, I guess. I think it's more about just like what your brain does when you're concussed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's okay. it's alluding to like him physically being forced to reflect on what's happening. Like, is this really what he wants? And then he remembers, "Oh, when I was a kid, like this is something that I thought I that it was totally possible and could yeah, do. Like, how did I get here? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I guess you're right because yeah, he we see a young version of him who says that he wants to be a knight and and okay. All right. There it is. Um. So shortly after this match, uh, Kate asks to go with them uh, as far as Paris, and she even says that she can build him a uh, an armor that is uh, lighter, but just as strong, but they say no. Um, and I like how the, uh, what was her name? Um, Christiana, is it? The, the is maid? That Jocelyn's maid, yeah. yeah. She comes and is like, oh, well, you know, Jocelyn wants to know what color is your tunic so she can match and i love the scene where roland's like uh he's looking at the tent behind her mm-hmm. it's like oh it's green i don't know it, it was it was silly but funny i always had supreme issues with the fact that the fabric changes that the fabric that he is describing is not what he ends up sewing or making for william i don't know if this is the like if this was only me but the tent and the fabric that is used in <laughs> His tunic is not the same. <laughs> I I think the the tent was more green than than the actual tunic that he does wear. The tunic is green, but it has this like these patches of color in them, and there was no light. It just it didn't have the same pat. It it has always bothered me since the first time I watched this movie. I don't know why. It is just something I take issue with. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's. I I think it's valid, but I I thought it was a little bit different. But to me, uh, not as significant. Um, I just thought maybe the shade of green was a little bit different. I thought maybe his tunic was a little bit more muted. Mm. Yeah, it's it's completely different fabric. It's bothered me since I was like fifteen years old, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so the dancing I wrote down like in a high school rom com. Well, we go through the fact that William doesn't know how to dance yet. Yeah. Yes. That was Kate like teaches him. Yeah. At this point on, I was like saying the lines before they were even saying them. I was just like, "He needs to learn how to dance." Yeah. And he goes, "I need to learn how to dance." You know. And I was just like, "Oh, I got." It's like we were racing so much to get to this like part in the movie, and this is where for me it starts just to flow. Ju- yeah, just to flow. We got to like the, the romance. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I love that. This is, again, where you get to see the dynamic between Watt and Chaucer and the comedic timing with the group. And then, uh, like, Watt doesn't lead. He follows like a girl. Does that remind you of Shakespeare in Love? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Another great episode. Go check that out. <laughs> uh, for Of you guys, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I do like this, uh, this dance scene. We got uh, Adamar who's also there just side-eyeing everything uh, that uh, Sir Ulrich is doing. 
they um this is just like right out of Can't Buy Me Love where you know the oh. the, the the boy d- does this uh dance that he learns but he throws in a couple other shimmies and stuff so and everyone is able to kind of just jump in and do the dance as well in unison and we get David Bowie yeah you got that we get right David Bowie I like the I don't know what he's called or whatever but the guy that's kind of like um uh the older man Oh, the, the the he's kind of like the maestro or the the court okay, yeah. minst, uh, minstrel. He's the one who makes sure that everybody kind of knows the dance that they're going to do because dances back then were mostly just you were following along on steps. They were big group dances. It's like today if we had somebody who is teaching us how to do the cha cha slide. Mm. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I liked him. Um, I could have used a little bit more of him, but. Uh, Adamar is just like, yo, Ulrich, why don't you do something from your uh From Gelderland. Yeah. So <laughs> Adamar is like the quintessential like high school bully. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's just going through the, the motions here. But God, his face. I just, <laughs> he just has a very punchable face. Um, so we get the new armor. Uh, I didn't think it was that small, really. You know, um, as they made it out to be. Did you get the sense that it was kind of small? I noticed I mean, e- the, the thinness of it. Yeah, it was more about the how light it was rather than okay. how, like, small. Because you Form want it to fitting. still protect the, the, the central areas. Yeah. Right, the neck and, and all of that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I understand it's supposed to be thinner than, than most, but uh, even... Like I don't know, are you able to really tell the the thickness? I don't know, m- maybe. I guess. Well, it's the, basically um, alluding to the fact that she superheated the steel and strengthened it. It's it's more along the lines of kind of playing a nod at, at history, kind of like this is where steel was really invented. Like she was smart enough to to figure it out before we started using it in steel beam. It's kind of just like a little history nod again mm. right did um either of you guys see a kid in king arthur's court no yes uh, i did okay they kind of did something like that too where he uh the kid who is uh ian he's the kid Nicol- from angels in the ian. outfield oh um no it's uh ian no angels in the outfield was um joseph gordon levitt gordon levitt yeah, was this it? one was yeah. yeah. This one's Ian Thomas Nicholas. Was that, that the kid name? in um uh, American Pie? No, the, uh, oh, the uh, other rookie base, of the year. Rookie of the year. That's like the yeah. other I'm baseball thinking, yeah, movie. It's the yeah, the other baseball movie. Okay. So in in that movie, the kid in King Arthur's Court, he goes back in time and uh, he tells like a blacksmith how to basically kind of do the same thing. He's like, you take that metal and that metal, you put it together, and it's strong and it's just as light. Um, so I, it kind of took me back to that too. Uh, so yeah, I, I do like that. Um, I like the Nike swoops too. Yeah, yeah. Two of them, two of them, just, just to make it a little bit different. Uh, what the, the part I like is when Ulrich shows up and all the knights are laughing until he like mounts his horse with ease and they just all got to shut up. Uh, that was pretty funny. Yeah. I like the comparison between the guy on the other, the other end of the, yeah. who needs to be pushed up on his horse apparently back in the day they used to they had steps to get up on Mm. the horse and then you had a squire on the other side with a rope Mm. 
to Jeez. pull you on. Like, all that heavy armor. Yeah, because it was that heavy. Because you couldn't, mm. you couldn't literally lift your leg because you were constricted in your movement. So okay, I find history okay. fascinating. No, absolutely, I love it too. Like you, you know me when you guys talk about technical stuff, I, I'm here. I'm listening. My ears perk up. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I am a, a bit of a, a history buff too. Um, you know, to pimp out a previous episode I did Titanic with uh, Chrissy from So I Married a Movie Geek. We were just kind of like gushing about the you know the Titanic, you know, like the stuff that we kind of knew, you know, surrounding that event. So, uh, love me some history. We love Chrissy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all do. Um, writing an apology letter, I wrote down here. Uh, I like how... Wait, no, I completely missed one. So, Prince Edward. Yes. That, that's, uh, that's the big one here. So, there's this... Uh, so, Adamar is supposed to match up with, uh, with another knight. Philip which, Caldwell. Um, Yes. I remember the names. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know why. It's that's his his. Uh, I would say his pen name for knighting. Okay, Colville. Yes, yes. Sir Sir Thomas Colville is uh, who he goes by there, and um, Adamar's herald finds out that he is actually Edward Prince and Edward. Um, Prince Edward, who is uh, a real character, the Black Prince. Um, which I've kind of found out on Wikipedia that that uh, Prince Edward here he died like a year before his father, so he actually never became king, and it was his son who was like really young that became king once you know the actual King Edward died. Um, so very interesting fun fact there, but uh, because he is of royalty, Adamar with withdraws and basically forfeits that that um, you know out of respect and honor, I guess. Yeah, because it was unlawful to strike a member of the royal family, especially if you knew it was yeah. him. Basically, okay, if I you if you part. could if it's like a federal crime. Yeah. <laughs> like if you hit him with without knowing, it's not as bad, but if you do it whilst knowing, you're you're fucked. Yeah, which is cool because I I I really like this part where um uh Ulrich where William Knows that it's him, and he's just like, "We're the same." Yeah, <laughs> we both want to fight. We're doing. I'm doing it. <laughs> Give me the fucking yeah. lance. <laughs> See, so I like that too. But I missed the part where it's lawful to to do that. But then, yeah, Ulrich does it himself, and nothing happens. Yeah, because Edward's got mad respect for him. Then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if he okay, so this is a little bit different because if Edward's like, "Hey, how dare you?" Then. Then he uh, Ulrich would get like arrested. But he or knowingly see that's the thing is William recognizes well he knowingly does it himself. Yeah. So he wants he wants it to be in the fight. So why would I? I it would be disrespectful for me not to to fight him or or give him his his due essentially. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yep, respects there. I do like that. More chivalry um, and honor. I so I missed it. Uh, okay, so when Adamar uh, when he withdraws, it pisses off Ulrich because he wanted to fight him next. And since he's in that mind frame right now, I guess he gets into a dispute with Jocelyn. Yeah, his obsession really starts taking over. Like mm -hmm. he's super obsessed with fighting and beating Adamar. Well, and he's been constantly told that Jocelyn is going to be a distraction on his sports doing. 
And instead of, he thinks that he needs to stop paying attention to this this thing that they have because it's making his heart weak. Because that's what Roland has told him. That yeah. it will it will impede on, you need your heart to, to be in the joust. And if it's weak, then you're not going to be able to stand up for it. Which Roland end up, ends up being wrong because love is what ends up, you know, saving everything. Saving him, yeah. right. But I, I love this part. I just love this part. There's so many, like, euphemisms and, and bits of things, like how when she comes up and she asks, uh, what are you going to wear to banquet tonight? And she's like, or he's like, nothing. And she's like, oh, well... It then, won't be a shock when yeah, we match. Yeah, I'll we'll cause a sensation when I dress to match. Yeah. And basically, we're going to get naked. And mm. then um, the flower line. Yeah, I mean, it was a little out of character for me because all of a sudden he's just very, very, very obsessed. Well, there's a deleted scene Ooh. in between Ooh. this where, where Adamar does kind of Poke. And I think they should have left it in because having Adamar directly poke the bear mm-hmm. essentially and kind of more allude to ha 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 you're not you know you're not good enough for her or you're shit yeah essentially I, I think it adds more to his jerkiness it adds more to Heath Ledger's response towards Jocelyn yeah I about definitely felt there was away. something missing yeah. So I think they should have left that in. I, I remember there being a deleted scene right in between there. But this is where we get the, it's called a lance. Yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Alan Tadek, you are great. Um, but yeah, I love this yeah. this part just for the dynamic between all of the characters kind of having stress put upon it. And then we can end up with this lovely apology letter. Yeah. I should have checked out some of the deleted scenes because I do know that um, I think there's an extended version of six minutes more, I think it is, six or eight minutes more. Yeah, I didn't know they did a director's cut. I found that out last night on Twitter. Oh. So I'm going to have to find that just because I've seen some of the deleted scenes. Like there's a, a deleted scene of Chaucer getting it on with his wife. Oh right! Oh right! Yeah, I read that their yeah. Chaucer's wife yeah. was in it. Yeah, um, which is funny because it's basically him walking naked through the camp again, and William's like, "Dude, what the fuck? I already like rescued his your 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 ass. Why are you gambling again?" And he chases after him, and then it's him and his wife laying in the barn somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. So I wonder. I wonder what le- what's cut out. Yeah, because I I do know that Chaucer, um, he did have a wife, and then I saw that trivia, and I wondered if if that was supposed to be like her as well, you know, just nodding to the real wife. Um, yeah, I I like the writing an apology letter to to Jocelyn and how they all add a little bit of something. Yeah, I like <laughs> that it added some more background of each character because they yeah. each. Uh, talked about their heartaches and like where they're coming from. I really like that scene. Yeah, it was a a really nice way of not only giving us character information but progressing the plot as well as um, showing the 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 love is the thing that binds us. Yeah, 
like our experiences with love and loss are really like such visceral human emotions that this is something that is universal between anyone. Yeah, I like that. And then the next day, I guess we assume it's the next day, Watch comes back and uh, Ulrich wants to know, does she give me anything in return? A token, perhaps? And it's a kiss right on the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> That's another one. I saw that coming. Jake Gyllenhaal oh, yeah. and Adam Tadek are in the same like group of being able to say they've kissed Heath Ledger. Yay. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> lucky guys. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah. 100% uh, lucky guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love how Ulrich plays it, too. Or I, I guess how Heath Ledger plays that, because... Like, I guess you don't know how he's going to react at first. I mean, I kind of remembered. I was like, oh, yeah, he's excited about this. He doesn't care that was, you know, he's being kissed by Watt. But um, I think it was, again, yeah. another nod at the time. Like how it wouldn't have been a big deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, right. So for us, it's like, oh, shit. Like another dude just kissed another dude. And it's what just happened. You don't see that in a high school movie. But it that they wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Back then. It would have been mm. just like, yeah, he's he's your side man. Yeah, plus, yeah. you know, it came directly from Jocelyn. It, yeah, so it's yeah. It's not Jocelyn's lips that are kissing or Watt's lips that are kissing Heath Ledger. It is Jocelyn. It is Jocelyn. <laughs> right, right. And then we go to a pub, I guess, or a tavern of some sorts, and the uh the crew minus Ulrich uh makes a wager with some Frenchmen. <laughs> um because uh, I guess they're in they're in Paris right now, yeah. and uh, the Frenchies they uh, they're saying no Englishman ha- has ever won. No right? Englishman just... has ever won on French soil. Yeah, it's, and, it's basically and w- yeah, your won't. your stereotypical like this is fans in a pub, and they're right. on opposing teams, <laughs> and they're gonna like chirp at one another, and and, and it brings back the gambling aspect. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Chaucer is still gambling. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I do like the the there's one line where uh one of the the Frenchmen says like uh no uh or I guess English legs aren't strong enough for f- French soil or something like that. No, it's Eng- uh French wine is too much for English bellies. There's two of them. Yeah. There, there's there's another one uh, about like soil and English legs oh, or something. Oh, I don't remember that yeah. one. Yeah. I just remember no, I, the I, wine one because of the way he says bellies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, they're all on board to make this uh, wager. However, uh, we see Jocelyn and... Um, yeah, Jocelyn and Ulrich, yep. the, they are together. And she's like, you'll prove your love to me by losing. Uh, so she she wants him to lose these uh, these bouts. Yeah, and this is the part where he's just all fucking it up because he does the whole, like, I'm going to win this for you. That's what gets her to say, I want you to lose, because he's doing the thing that she hates. She wants the poetry. She wants the... The letter. Yeah, which is very, you know, we we see that a lot. Yeah, in romantic comedies. In romantic comedies. Well, and it's also, apparently it's also a nod to to Lancelot and Guinevere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gu- right. This was the Guinevere put Lancelot through something similar, where she was like, "No, I need you to lose mm-hmm. because that's the only it, you can prove to me that you don't really care about the sport; you care about me." Right. Because she could see his obsession just growing, yeah. and he was just turning out like all those other guys, and she didn't want all those other guys. Yeah, she wanted him. She wanted the hunter. Yeah. The hunter. Yeah, I I do like that um, because. 
he's already winning for himself. So it's it's really no different if he's like, well, I'm, I'm, you know, for your love, I'm going to continue winning for you. But well, that's that's his thing already, you know. So he's got to do something different, something against what he has already been doing and wanting to do. Well, and Jocelyn says something similar about Adamar, where Adamar says, oh, well, I'll win this tournament for you. And she's like, he's already winning it for himself. Yeah, you're already winning for yourself. So don't even say that I'm in the equation because I'm not. Yeah. So she's, again, manipulating things so that she feels like she's cared about. I think she doesn't want him to turn into Adamar. Yeah. Which he could if he continues down his crazy bath. Yeah. Obsession. Yes. Obsession. <laughs> I feel like we're in a soap opera. <laughs> uh, so speaking of Guinevere and Lancelot, we get that drop line uh, by Ch- uh, Chaucer, you know, who witnesses uh, Jocelyn going into uh, Ulrich's tent. Oh, this is after he. Yeah, that's way after. Yeah, because oh, he's oh. losing. He's losing, and yeah, he gets his ass kicked in the first uh, round. We get a lovely that's losing right. montage. Yeah. <laughs> of them just throwing noodles and bits of things at yeah Roland and Watt and reacting to I it. like that. And then 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 y- she- you know, go ahead. Well, I'm gonna say, and then she says, "If you love me, you'll win the whole damn thing." Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this part I was really enjoying clearly because I wrote nothing uh, about it. I, <laughs> I I skipped a bunch of things, but what I did like, or what I could have used, was because. Um, you know, you said it that, that this is a montage of him losing. I would like to have seen like something visually, just uh, how how much did it impact him in the tournament? You know what I mean? Like, because there was a lot of hits. So how many how many rounds was that? How many opponents was that? You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't use that a little bit because it seemed like a lot. And then for them to flip it and say, "All right, now you need to win," and for him to still remain on top, I was a little. Well, I think it was like three. Three nights, I think, just because each round is three round, it's three hits. Mm-hmm. You have three right. chances to unseat or hit or, or yeah, just get that. the most points. Yeah, so I think he only went through. It was only a couple of nights because the the montage show at least six hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if it was some like uh, some of the same hits from like different angles, perhaps. Yeah, it could have been a, um, a bunch of different. It, I I don't think it necessarily really mattered. I think you knew he was losing, and that was the point. Right. You were getting the emotion of well, he's losing for her, and then he comes out of it with a dislocated shoulder. Yeah, and as he's getting yeah. his arm fixed, bef- in between rounds, uh, she's like, "Bitch, no, you're gonna win now." Yeah. Yeah, I I do like that. Uh, maybe it's something where they could have uh, played that uh, disloc. Well, I mean, we get a pretty good um, scene of like them trying to get his shoulder back, you know, back in or pop it back in, I guess, uh, with this little device. But uh, I I think for me, if we had seen him like possibly dropping down in the ranks, it adds a little bit more. Like you know, like oh please, you know, get back on the saddle and start winning again. Yeah, just for me. I get you. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Okay. I just don't know. Uh, like, as from an editor's perspective, I'm like, I don't know where you would put that right. to to even, like, even as a not like they didn't have a scoreboard. Yeah, or I they, feel like that would be more of a modern device. Yeah. So. Oh, oh yeah, that that wouldn't be out of 
lack of word, lack of a word, lack of a better word, character. I mean, they have all types of modern things. Oh in yeah, here too. no, it's it's yeah, more yeah. of like, where would they? Where would it be? Where? How would they convey this? While also, like, would that take away from the emotion that you're already feeling about these characters? It's it's more of mm-hmm. maybe they did have something and they just didn't work. It it worked more as this losing montage where you just stuck with the characters rather than go outside of the characters and see the rest of the world. Yeah, keep it going. Yeah. Okay. So they head to London, right? Wait a minute. Then, Can we talk about the huh? tent scene? What? Oh, the, the lovey tent scene. Oh, okay. tent scene. Uh, yeah. We have thoughts. <laughs> well, I don't, did they do it? <laughs> yes, they did it. How yeah, do you know they did? How do you so. know? <laughs> How I know he took her dress off. What? He did not take her dress off. They kissed. Yeah, we, they we kissed didn't, we and it fade to black. See that. She took her coat off yeah. there on the bed. They kissed, fade to black. Yes. No, he like he pulls de- her dress comes off in the front. It her comes off her shoulders. I just that is no that is just she- how her dress is. I, yeah, I think that either that was like an edited down version because I I thought I okay so I misremembered that I thought maybe her dress does drop and we see her back just because of you know, the, the the way the dress looks or whatever, but it, it was pretty brief, fade to black, and we're to assume that they had sex. I know they had sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I think Justine wanted more. <laughs> like, she wanted, like, man butts and stuff. You know, I mean, yeah. I would have loved to see Heath Ledger's butt. He has a very nice man ass, but... Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, Brokeback. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, in that tent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So well, yeah, uh, jumping off the cliff. Yeah, scene. Yes. I got that too. Oh. Yes. Oh. Sorry, oh, I went someplace. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we we see this a lot in the movies we watch. Of sometimes show it or sometimes don't show it or how you show it. You know, there's. It's just like. I I one hundred percent think they did it just from the fact that Chaucer is standing outside watching her walk in, and he's like, yeah. Bed him well, my lady. Bed him well. Right. Like, oh yeah, they had it. They did it. Yeah, but my thing is, just would since I don't know, would that make them have to be to? I don't know. What am I? What am I saying? You're saying like from a social standpoint of the time period, wouldn't that mean that they have to be married now? Yeah. I think mm. like it's very illegal that they that they do the do. Yes. I'm thinking but way too think, far into it. I mean, I, I think what you're going at is because she's a member of the nobility and that's a bad thing. Because personally, I think this happens all the time in the Knights Camp. Like, ladies mm-hmm. just, like, go and have some happy fun times with the Knights to mm-hmm. relieve stress. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's what happens when you're playing sports ball all the time is you are stressed. <laughs> sports Lance. Yep, it's Sports Lance. <laughs> sports Lance, yep. <laughs> and so I, I don't think she wants to play some sports lance with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, she does. Oh my god, that's what I'm going to call it from now on. <laughs> okay, I'm yeah, going to tell and, Sam. Uh, Adamar is more of a fister. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he does have that fist He's on the end of his tip. <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh, that was good. I mean, we well, we didn't have we didn't talk about. Adam are being off, like, fighting a war. Eh, he's off fighting a war. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Because yeah. this is why um, he's, uh, uh, Heath Ledger is able to win. 
Right. And then we get yeah the brief scene like with Adamar, uh, his herald brings him like the results of the uh, the tournament, yeah. and at the very top uh, of each scroll is like um, Ulrich's uh, shield. Shield, yeah. yes. Thank you. All right, so London. Yeah, let's do um yeah. the flashback. The flashback, yeah. So we see oh, okay. little little William gets dropped off him. to Sir Rector. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Anything with the dad, I was just like, ah! tears, you know. <laughs> yeah, we see a young Roland too. Yeah, which I, yeah, I, I, I forgot that uh, they're older. Oh, or Roland's older than than William. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, you don't. Re- I don't think you realize it until you see this yeah, scene. You don't yeah. think about it. Yeah, until you see like the younger versions. You're like, oh right, I, I guess. I mean, because I mean, Roland's got a beard and stuff. I, I don't remember if he was graying or anything. He was like but... thirteen. Ish. Yeah, Roland is Sir Ector's son. Um, is no, no. Roland is, 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 is uh, Sir Ector's squire. squire. Squire, right? Okay, I was gonna say like that's not right because if it was his son, he would have been more sad at the beginning of the movie, uh, and it would have been about Roland uh, playing as uh, Sir Ulrich here. Um, all right, so I guess what uh, we get from this scene is that Mister um, Thatcher drops off William to Sir Ector to have a better life to teach him how to become a knight and stuff. Yeah, it's what he can give him. Yeah, he want the, he knows William wants to be a knight and he thinks that because he lives on Cheapside in London and you know doesn't do anything that would lead to knightly status that if he sends William with a knight as a squire. Not only is that going to be financially helpful to his Both dad, of them, yeah. but it's going to help William learn how to be a knight because knights often taught their squires how to be men. It was that's how you learned how to be gentlemanly, and that's how you could rise up in status. Like if you were a great squire, you could uh, become a knight essentially. Like your knight, your uh, the knight that you helped out could give you a plot of land which would then make you a landowner which then would make you a knight so uh the way that the hierarchy and serfdom works mm-hmm. so uh justine this flashback here is this something that maybe you could have used in the beginning or at least closer to the beginning of the movie mm, maybe i don't know i really liked it here i think it worked really well here because he just you know, he's in the same place that he was, and they're talking about... Yeah, back at home. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't been home in 12 years, and then we see why. So I think it really feeds in. I don't really... I haven't figured out yet what could have helped the beginning, except for, like, um, William doing some sort of valiant act, you know, that he didn't have to do, but just did it out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I can see that. Um, we find out that Adamar went to Jocelyn's father for permission to make her his bride. Yeah, they somewhat engaged. Betrothed? Yeah. Betrothed. Do we see, like, like, what she thinks about this at all? Like, did I miss something there? No, I don't even know if she knows. She, uh, yeah, I don't think she knows yet. But, I mean, she is, she has no desire to be... Yeah. Anywhere near Adamar. He she says uh after the the first tournament when they're at her in her bedroom with Christiana that 
Adamar just wants his women silent and obedient. She doesn't want my opinion. He doesn't want I'm just prized to be one. Yeah, but she doesn't have any say in who she marries. Like even at, at right. the end, is it anything solved? <laughs> you know what? If her dad, like her dad, just let her run loose. Yeah, I mean, we never see him. We don't know what type of guy he is. No, so I just think just based on the fact that she's allowed to do whatever and wherever she wants, I think daddy is wrapped around her little finger and she could just go, daddy, I don't like him. Hmm. Don't make me do this. (laughs) Plus, you already have, I think it would be better from a... To follow along with what she wants, it would be better for their standing because William has the approval of the prince. William um, just won the tournament and beat Adamar mm-hmm. for a significant sum of money or, you know, just a yeah, significant yeah, yeah. thing. He's noble now. He's noble now. And I I think when you have someone that, that, that that's that close to the prince... Yeah, I feel like at this, at the end, William could go up to the father and be like, I also would like uh, your daughter's hand in marriage. And the father could be like, well, you got two. Which one do you want? Yeah. So I think he would have left just based on the fact that we don't see him. And literally, she does everything that she wants anyway. (laughs) I don't think he's an overbearing father. No, not at all. Um and you know, obviously, we this entire movie we're rooting against uh, Adamar anyway. Uh, every interaction he's had with Jocelyn, you know, she's not there for him. Well, he's not there for her. It's she's the. <laughs> it's it's right. It's because of w- William Ulrich. Yeah, mm-hmm. sir. So Ulrich. He's just swinging uh, his dick around, trying to be like, "Look at me! I'm the better knight." His lance, yeah, yeah <laughs> fisting lance, <laughs> swinging that around. Uh, Hashtag so Viva La Lance. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> that's a that's a new one. Um, I don't know who that listener is, and if if he is listening to that, we can use a picture um, of that. Now, Sir Ulrich is uh, riding his horse. Is he right? Yeah, he's riding his horse around. It's raining. Uh, runs into a little girl from Cheapside who tells him that his father is still alive, but he is blind. I I have to point this out because I love. One, that it's a little girl. Mm. In sports movies, especially high school movies, the fans are always little boys. Even in superhero movies, it's always the little boy that's a fan of Spider-Man or the little boy that's a fan of that hockey player or whatever. So this is a sports movie that has a little girl as a sports fan, which would be discouraged from playing, you know, as a knight pretending to be a knight and playing jousting like yeah. she says so I, I absolutely love that this is not a movie that is like a bastion of fe- feminism this is not a feminist movie but that little nugget like really makes my heart happy can I also yeah. point out that I woke up this morning thinking about how I hated the transition into this scene <laughs> Oh, it's a terrible transition. Like it, like I roused from my sleep this morning, being like, "Ah, a terrible transition." <laughs> <laughs> it woke you up because yeah. it was a. Uh, it was a, it yeah, is. It is. But that dreams. whole like that little girl, they could have had it be the the boy that that he saw 
riding into London that was standing yeah. over the, the, the stocks like he was when he was young. But no, they had it be the little girl. And I thought that that yeah. was very important. Um, I like how she says that she likes to play as him. Yes. yes. You know? Yeah. Uh, but as you're saying, it's not a feminist. Mo- this movie like does not pass like the Bechdel test. No, it's all. it's <laughs> not. It's not a feminist movie at all. But just having that little nugget, it yeah. gives me it gives you a reference that you can use and be like, well, we need to like if there's ever a dispute in a script or whatever, like, why can't you? do this and it's like it works it works in this movie that is like kind of a cult classic now so why can't we do it like why can't there be in the avengers movie why can't we have a little girl who's dressed up like black widow or something like that now um this is my naivete but what is the bechdel test uh the bechdel test is the test pretty much it's not gauging feminism but really the appearance of women and as real people as real people in movies it's the one with the three roles of are there two two women two women in the movie in a scene two women in a movie yeah um that have names do they talk to each other and do they talk to each other about something other than a man yes so it's just a gauge of female presence in a movie it's yeah some movies that are considered feminist actually don't pass the bechdel test yeah so Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's it's a very it's not like and it's not about like the, it decides if it's good or bad. It's just strictly it just to make awareness of presence. Yeah, it's to collect data essentially. Yeah. I like that. Um, I've I've always kind of heard it, you know, here and there. I never really quite understood, but I know about the whole like two, uh, um, you know, female characters uh, in a room. I didn't know about like are they not talking about a man though, because uh, the um. The episode that I did on We Got Five, you know, with uh, my co-host Devin, uh, one of our listeners or feedbackers left uh, a feedback and mentioned that. And we're like, Bechtel? Bechel? Like, I've heard of it. Like, what is that? And neither of us knew. So we're like, well, all right. <laughs> and that was it. Get your research. So that, yeah. Yeah, I know. We should have stopped and just looked it up right then and there. But um, I think the reference was into Pollyanna. I don't think I've ever seen Pollyanna. Mm-mm. Yeah. So and neither of us had seen it, so we're, so it didn't make sense to us. We're like, okay, we believe you, um, but okay, now now I have context in that. Sweet. Yeah. All right. So the father. What do you guys think about this scene? Oh, this is me going ah with the tears in my eyes. He comes in. And he's like, I changed my stars, and the father's like, Did, Did you, you follow your feet? <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Call back to some lines that were uh, said. That was great. Now, I for uh, again, this is the part where I had forgotten. I didn't know how it was going to play out. And um, I kind of, I guess I wasn't really quite thinking how his father dropped him off, um, you know, for a better life and all that. So I wasn't sure if he was going to play like angry at his father or anything until the whole line, like, did, you know, did he follow his feet? That's that's where it got me, tugging at the heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a real big tug. Yep. Yeah, so that's a great scene there. Um, so we get the reunion, and this is where Adamar again just kind of hiding in the shadows. He he finds them, and then we get that Thatcher scene that we're talking. Um, actually, I think you brought up earlier uh, where William Ulrich, Sir Ulrich William, <laughs> uh, climbs up into the ceiling to fix a leak uh, in his father's 
um, a father's home or room. Yeah, like a tenement building. So now he knows his secret. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And again, I forgot how it's going to play out. Like, does that really allude to the fact that he is not a knight? I don't know. I got the impression that maybe um, uh, Adamar either paid him a visit or asked around. Yeah. Like, who is this Thatcher man up there? What's his story? does, Does he have a son? You know, things like that. Yeah, it just it seemed a little thin. But Yeah, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean you it's it's one of those you gotta say like, oh, he sees him. Now he knows what we know. And yeah. you don't want to spend all that time explaining what the audience already knows. No, 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 no. I get that. It's just like part of me has always kind of been like, but why why are they believing uh, I guess it's because he's more of a lord. He's a higher up. A count? Yeah. Is it count, Lord? Count. Yes, he's Ish. a count. Oh, fancy They're pants. All the above. Yeah. He's a lot of he's things. He's Dracula. He's a jerk. <laughs> he is a jerk. I'm sure he's played Dracula, what? like a bad version of it. Um, so Jeffrey um, bears the bad news to Ulrich mm-hmm. that he is forced to forfeit against uh, Aldemar. Ald- Aldemar. Ald- Adamar. Adamar. I, I added an L in this one. My bad. Uh, uh, they'd all rather see him run than get locked up. Yeah. And he refuses to run. So, you know, he's he he's a knight. What you know, did you think about valiant. this? This one, I wasn't sure which way I was leaning. Because I was like, they all want him to run and they're all like crying about it. And then he refuses them. And I'm like, is this his ego or is this really the right thing to do? I know it all worked out. Like, I think it's more... They, it's it's like they kind of accepted defeat at that point, you know. Um, well, the, yeah, his his men accepted defeat, but I think it's more he knows that if he doesn't face the music, essentially, he's going to be running for the rest of his life, and that's not what he wants. Yeah, that even though Jocelyn said, "I'll run with you," and then I know he's like, "But this is a shitty life. You don't even know anything about it. We're going to sleep with pigs or whatnot." No, I'm. There's a part of me that was a little ego driven, but then another part that is just like that's it's it's shit both ways. So I'm going down swinging. Yeah, I yeah mm-hmm. I think it was more he didn't want to give Adamar the satisfaction of winning. Oh yeah, right. I mean, it could have been ego driven, but I think it was also more of like honor code driven. Yeah, it's a. I think there's a fine line playing here between pride and honor. Yeah, which I think. He would be more prideful to run because that means he's saving his skin rather than. But all his up friends for. who love him are telling him to run. Yeah, but yeah. you can do something that all of your friends say that you should, or you could do the opposite of everything that your friends say that you should do. Like, if all of my friends were telling me to jump off of a bridge, I'm still not going to do your it. Your friends won't tell you to jump off a bridge, though. <laughs> yeah, they're not friends. I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do. Are you going to make me jump off a mountain into the ocean? What? Yeah, how, maybe drunk How would friends. I get on a yeah. mountain to begin with? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a segue? Dropped off by a helicopter. <laughs> These are a lot of scenarios. Oh, wait. No, it would be a helicopter because you're going to helicopter into your wedding. Oh, right. Yes. Ah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, a, what an entrance. <laughs> These things that I remember. 
Well, you know, it is for revenge. Yeah, <laughs> revenge wedding. Against the aliens. Okay, um, <laughs> enough about me. <laughs> Inside jokes I don't know about, I guess. I no, we covered maybe. that on... You, you, you heard that podcast, Peter. Oh, that was Runaway Bride. That was Runaway Bride. Oh, okay. Huh. Well, I did hear it. We were sad. It was, it was not that memorable. Episodes. We understand. Well, was it the, the episode where a couple... You guys kind of opened up um, with some... Losses. No, that was that was singing no. in the rain. That was singing in the rain. That was our Runaway oh. Bride was our lost episode that we recorded like months before. Yeah. Uh okay. Anyway. Uh anyway. Um. So William doesn't. But check run. that uh, that episode out nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> yes. So William gets jailed. Yes. Yep. And then we he gets pardoned by Prince Edward who shows up. Well, we first have that scene with Adamar punching the, him. Yeah. Where he says, you've oh, been right. weighed, in jail. you've been measured, yeah, yeah. and you've been found wanting. Yeah. Yeah, we keep getting that line repeated here. I could have used like a little a little swing, you know, from William here. Just punch him right in the face. Something. Yeah. But, I don't know, Adamar could have had him killed for that. Yeah, I feel like it was more he's going to accept his punishment so that he can rise above it later. Yeah. And then he gets put in the stocks, and all his friends are protecting him. And yeah. I like that. I like this whole like move. I like movies about friendship, and it's just like yeah. these were all ragtag people who were all in it for money or some sort of like ego goal, and then they became Tasty like cakes and peppermint cream. Yeah, they became like true friends, like protecting each other to the end. And I'm like, ah, oh, I love it. <laughs> it is pretty good. I I do like that. And then Prince Edward shows up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, okay. out of the cloaks then, he uh, appears. <laughs> he looked like Doctor Strange. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one is played by James Purefoy. I'm not familiar with the actor, at least not by name. Um, He's but, been uh, in like so man. much stuff, like yeah, as a those, as uh, a actors. secondary character. Oh, so this is me watching it last night, where I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit, he showed up. And then I went, oh my god, is he gonna knight him? Is he gonna knight him? He's gonna knight him. Oh my god, he's knighting him. He's knighting him. <laughs> that was me. And then he gets knighted. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, it um I'm glad that we got that scene earlier. You know, my uh, royal historians uh, have found that, that he is descendant <laughs> yeah. from an ancient line. Yeah, I love the, the way he time. says ancient line. <laughs> the whole time I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna knight him, he's gonna knight him, he's gonna knight him, he has to knight him, he's gonna knight him. <laughs> You go, Prince. Go, go, do your thing. Do, do, do. And then he's like, but can you fight? And he's like, hell yeah, I can fight. Bah, bah, bah. And then he just sucks. <laughs> we could have yeah, right. used a little fist pump from each yeah. other. Hey, man, you saved me earlier. I got you. I got you. you know, Friendship. Something like that. And honor. And chivalry. And born. they're all, It's he's a true knight. That's what the. the yeah. The yeah, best. and that was the thing about Adamar coming back from the war was he was pillaging and doing bad things. And so the prince was like, no, you're not in charge of this company anymore. You're a dick. Yeah. So I think the prince knew that Adamar was not a real knight and needed to have his comeuppance. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And so the final bout against Adamar. Uh, we get like a brief reveal that he sharpened the end of his lance, um, right under the the uh, the, the, the the fist, fist. there, 
Then I, I get well. So he breaks that fist to reveal that, but then I guess he has another one. He's got to have up. multiples because of how many rounds he has. But yeah, yeah that was pretty wasteful. Good point. That was pretty wasteful just for exposition. Well, it wasn't on an actual lance. It was on a broken lance. It was his uh. his armorer or whoever that was. That girl was who explained to him that the 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 blunt part of the lance because you needed to blunt the lance so that it actually wouldn't. Pierce. Pierce anything through the armor. But he tipped under the the yeah. the thing and uh the, the lady had said it's just spun sugar. Yeah. So that it's easily breaks away. So they put a pastry on top of yep. a spear. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's what that was. She okay. put a lollipop um, fist. C- yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> See, um okay, that makes more sense why he was able to break that uh, a, a little bit better. Um, the one thing that I kept on like waiting for that never happened was the the whole drop line earlier in the movie about the um, you know the visor and like turning the chin so that you don't get splinters in the eye. I thought that was gonna come up here in this in this scene. You know that, that Adamar was somehow... gonna take his eye off of the prize and lose. So, yeah. Well, no. The um, yeah. no William would get blinded somehow by the splinters. Well, you he know, had a different of, of he had a different visor now, which was thinner. Yeah. So I just, something that I was expecting to happen that never happened. Yeah. So it was just one of those things. I was like, oh. Man, the stakes because were thought, really raised. I was like, he going to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Something. I mean, he does get, uh, you know, he, he gets stabbed mm-hmm. there. Uh, the very first one. Oh, was the first one? The second first one. But one. I mean, the first one, yeah. Because William, he does uh, start off like 0 and 2, you know, at this mm-hmm. point. And so he has to either knock Adamar off his horse or kill him. Yeah. And so I was like, kill him. Oh, are we gonna get a sword fight scene? So I was like really overthinking this last um last round, oh, I yeah, guess. And he takes off uh, all his armor because he can't breathe, so he's like completely right. like naked. Yeah. I absolutely well, not completely, not naked. but we couldn't use that too. I mean, so the, <laughs> yeah. the the showdown that would hurt. The showdown cuts between him and Adamar. I love the the extreme close-up on Heath Ledger's eyes. Yeah. At the, I love that shot. That is my favorite shot in the That's entire movie. some rising movie. tension. Yeah. Well, and it, it's it's like that little nod at the movie westerns, like this is mm. now a real duel mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I, I just love that Heath Ledger, it was this, this constant, intense stare, but also with the slight eye twitch. I was just like, oh my God, Heath. You're so you're doing the acting. <laughs> you're doing it. <laughs> I just I I that is like anytime I look for a gif to describe this movie, that is the one I look for or I just I don't know what it is about it. It just it gives me shivers and goose pimples. Mm. Uh okay, so well, he he has what la- oh. like latch? Oh no no no! The best part, yeah. Right? As he's latching oh. the the the, um, the, lance the lance to his, his arm. arm, Chaucer like makes time, and then he uses his name. He does his whole introduction, yeah. and and he's fighting right, as Sir William, Sir William. and his and his dad is there. Yeah, it's just so it's it's like an ever after where at the end where she's like, "He said my name." Yeah. It's like all the all the movies where people are disguised as something else, especially these kind of movies where they're an upper class disguise, and, and the just, stakes are really high. Yeah, because it is life or death because of the, all the illegal things they're doing, and then yeah. just to be themselves and just to be themselves doing a thing they love in front of everybody. 
it's just like ah in front of their father and the woman that they love it's it's this big huge yeah like he's got to do it yeah <laughs> there's no there's yeah. no going back yeah so and and he could die yeah like, he could literally die without having any armor on yeah oh absolutely and so i guess uh, i missed a part where um at first, Jocelyn's not there, yes. right? So, so he's kind of like losing, and he keeps um, William keeps looking over to Roland. He's like giving them a nod. No, they're not here yet. I'm like, what's happening? Is she is she going to show up as a knight and fight in his <laughs> place? Like, <laughs> I completely forgot how this uh, this ends. And then she shows up with the father, and then that gives him that extra oomph mm-hmm. to like really go at it with Adamar. That and so William. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just Paul Bettany did a really good job as a sports commentator. Yeah, Paul Bettany. He was great. And, just like a boxing commentator. Yeah, I liked him even more. I thought like I'd be all about Alan Tudyk because I love Alan Tudyk and everything. Yeah. But Paul Bettany was it for me in this. He steals all of his scenes yeah. and his dynamic between every character is so well done. The fact that he doesn't get more work astounds me. Yeah, I mean, again, this was my introduction to him, and this is what I always go to. And he does this thing with his hand where he places it like just you know below his mouth, um, just that little subtlety, you know, in his physical acting. Uh, I really like him. I really like him. And and you're right, he steals all the scenes in here. Alan Tudyk, he's got a couple of lines here and there. He's pretty funny, you know. Like it's called the Lance. <laughs> Hello, you know. Like he's got some good lines, but I think for the most part, this is definitely uh, Paul Bettany's. Um, he's the lead side yeah, character yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I like Roland too, but um, we we see like instances where him and christiana kind of, kind yeah. of look like they're I like, feel like that was, there was a subplot with that yeah he shipped them yeah probably is there's probably something missing there um actually you don't there's no deleted scenes with, with more of I them i feel together? like there is but i can't i don't have any clear-cut memory of it but i i do feel like there was a subplot between them them two just based off of what we have in the movie now um mm-hmm. But I can't say 100% if there was a deleted scene. I, I vividly remember the Chaucer one just because I thought it was absolutely hilarious that they tossed in his wife. Um, but yeah, that's all I got on deleted scenes right now in my memory. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he knocks Adamar off the horse and then he wins. Big. What well, would you think of that little... Um... I don't know. I, I guess the little insight or something. It, it's kind of like a flash forward, I guess, where it looked like uh, Adamar was like hovering above the ground, like on his back, looking up at well, it everybody. Was the concussion kind yeah. of. Scene it, it was right thing. before impact, yeah. though. Um, I love that he's like floating over the the dirt. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. You said that. I mean, every time any other movie or film does like they used it in game of thrones with Jon snow mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god mm. it's like the knights st- i mm. i don't know how they did it or how like where it ca- came from or the idea behind it i'm assuming it's just because he's having this internal crisis yeah and he's believing that he's still floating through the air it's like you know well i think it's one of those life. freeze moments where your brain is faster than you know oh yeah 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 it's like you have thoughts mm. that are faster than real life. Yeah. So if we slowed it down to uh, what that thought was, that's what that thought was. Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, I like I love that they have every, uh, all of our cast of characters come over atop the camera and lean in and kind of give their little insight. It's and, a nice shot. Yeah, it was a really yeah. It was well yeah, choreographed one and one well done. Mm-hmm. I do like that. So so he wins. He knocks Adamar off his horse. Mm-hmm. He wins that horse. He, he wins. Wins. He's the champion. He's the world champion. We yeah. are the <laughs> champions, my friends. Yeah, Peter. <laughs> I I mean, I was gonna leave the duet to you guys, um, but yeah, it's a it's a true underdog story. Uh, Sir William Thatcher wins. He becomes the knight. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets, gets a big the kiss. girl. Yeah. What did you mm-hmm. think about the VFX kiss? It's just like the one in, in Never Been Kissed. It is. <laughs> Which is better, Justine? Um, mm, mm, the the one in Never Been Kissed. They're they're like, they're very the same. They're very similar. Although I really like the way Heath Ledger kisses. Yes. Yeah, that would top it off. Like the hands. The hands. He's, he kisses <laughs> with his hands. <laughs> and he like rubs her her cheeks and her ear. It's like so nice. <laughs> Michelle Williams very, is a lucky very woman. Very passionate. Yes. Yeah. Mm. R.I.P. R.I.P. Best yeah. kisser in teen movies. Aww. Yeah, Heath Ledger. Definitely. Uh, he looks like a good kisser. Yes. <laughs> uh, I believe it. So that wraps it up. Do you guys have any other, f- I don't know, any other uh, anything that we might have missed, I guess, before we get into final thoughts and ratings? Uh no, I think I said what I said about it suffering from a bad first act. first act, but third act. Yeah. It's really solid and uh it's just about the importance of friendship and honor and being a true knight and I like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think I think any but like any lesser actors, it would have just been a boring kind of movie. It wouldn't have been like if you had if you didn't have Paul Bentley, if you didn't have Heath Ledger, it, it it really the casting was so well done that it brought a new level to a mediocre script. Yeah, like this this is not a great movie. Like no. from a plot point, from a script writing point, it's not a great story. It's not, it's so typical, but because of the cast, because of of Keith Ledger, it is such a great like character piece like the characters just feel real it's visceral like they were so well acted nice yeah that yeah it i agree with that the script yeah i there was moments in this movie that i completely forgot that heath ledger is no longer with us and um i was like oh he's so good in this movie and then i'm like oh right uh yeah, he does a really good job. I think the the, the supporting cast is really good. Uh, we keep talking about Paul Bettany, and I think he really kills it in this, in at least uh, introduction to, for me. Um, and Rufus Sewell, you hire him because he's a very effective as a very bad guy. And so, you know, you definitely hate him in this movie. I think it's really good. Now, on the show... Um, you know, I don't do ratings. I do the whole IMDb versus the Rotten Tomatoes things. But when you two are on, I always do the ratings because I like to do it the way you guys do it on your <laughs> show, where you guys take a uh, 
an item, you know, and you guys still do with five, right? Yeah, um, yes. Five. Yeah, up to five, five items. And so I am very curious with Justine being the very, um, or the first time watcher here, mm-hmm. what you're going to give it. Um. Uh, okay, I'm ready. I, I can do this. You can do it? Yeah. We, we can come back? No, no, I got it. Okay. I give this movie 3.25 lances. Hello. <laughs> oh, of course. Now, which one? I mean, we got a fisting one. And then... <laughs> now we're getting into some kinky shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley? Um, I'm going to rate it four Jocelyn hats. The Ooh. one where her oh. hair is integrated into the hat because that is fucking mm. brilliant. <laughs> uh, with the, like, the one at the first tournament. Mm. Not the weird one that she was wearing in the church that was, like, geometrical shaped, but the, the, the one that had, it was kind of like a veil, but it was still a hat. Yeah. Yeah, Ashley loves hats. I love hats. Uh, speaking of hats, hats off to the wardrobe department and all that stuff. Um, I really like the aesthetics of the movie and and I, everything that everyone's wearing. But also, I just love the um, the different hairstyles the that hair. they give Shannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her like ironed hair. Yeah, where it's sticking up straight in the fan hair. Oh my god, that was so good. I don't know how oh, they yeah. did that. Like. That's a lot of hairspray and gel right there. Yes, a lot of hairspray. Yeah, um, for me, I am going to um, also give it four uh, golden feathers. Ooh. Yeah. I, I I was running out of things to choose from. I, I was like, somebody's going to pick Lance probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the golden feathers, which was one of his first, uh, was it the first? It was the, the first, first tournament. Prize. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, it was his um, first uh, when he prize. Was in disguise as his master. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I I thought I think this movie is a whole lot of fun. Um, I probably won't make it into any rotation, but I'm sure if it's on TV, I'll I'll, I'll throw it on. I yeah, I think this movie is uh, fun enough to warrant a four. Um, I do. You know what? I could probably use some more scenes. Maybe not more scenes. Maybe a longer tent scene with those two, <laughs> because nice. I think they are very cute together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I didn't need to see anything, but I could have used just a longer moment together. You yeah. know? Yeah. So, um, I do wonder, like, what, what, what happens with the uh, Sir William Thatcher now? You know, and and Jocelyn. You know, could we? have like a sequel with Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing this character. Ooh. Like as you their know, child? No, as as him. You know, just because like I've always kind of thought they looked very similar, you know, those two, especially in 10 Things I Hate About You. You're like they could have been brothers in that movie. Mm. No. I don't see just it. Me? Not not as an ad- I think maybe if he had the long hair like Third Rock from the Sun version of Joseph Gordon Levitt. Not now. I don't think he looks anything like Heath Ledger now. I think he's too mm. stacked. Yeah. He's he jacked himself. He looks good. <laughs> oh, is that right? Oh mm. yeah. He looks good. He's this. also like the most down to earth person ever. Like I had a friend who uh used to work at um the the big club 
downtown that everybody goes to. It starts with an M. I don't know. Uh, but it's like this celebrity hotspot. And he would go and leave his car at the valet. He drives a freaking Toyota. Like, he's yeah. so down to earth as a as an actor and as a as a person. Sweet. So, like, he would just show up and he would be in jeans and a t-shirt. It wasn't like he was putting on a show like most celebrities do. Mm-hmm. So... We can we can ride together. Uh, him, uh, I have a Toyota. <laughs> I do too. So, nice. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. So uh, so that concludes our review for a Knight's Tale. Uh, so, ladies, where can listeners um, go to find you guys? Get a hold of you on social media, and what episode can they check out if they have not heard the Cutaways podcast yet? What? Which you should. I really don't know why. Ah. Uh, okay. So. The Cutaways Podcast. You can find us at thecutaways.com. We're on iTunes and Stitcher and... And Podbean and all of your podcatcher friends. Yeah. We have just started season three. Season three. So, yeah, it's incredible. We're two years in and... Hype. Still still going. Yep, still going. (laughs) Gonna hit 100 episodes soon. Soon, this year. Um... We're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram as at Colorways Podcast. Ashley, what episode do you think people should check out, if not our most current one? Um, I think one of our Nora Ephron ones. I think um, either uh, When Harry Met Sally or mm-hmm. our Drunk Cast, which was You've Got Ooh, Mail. Yeah. You've Got Mail. I, re- I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun one. Oh, uh, so much fun. There were, cup- uh, I, there were cupcakes. I'm just kind of pulling up the feed right now. I enjoy, I mean, I enjoy every single episode, but uh, How Stella Got Her Groove Back, I thought was a good one. That was a great one, That yeah. was a great one. Yeah, Can't Hardly Wait. Even that uh, Bollywood one, too. Like, uh, there's there's something for everyone, even Cousin Bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cousin Bet. Yeah, that was a fun one. Um, but yeah, really, just just pick one. Even the ones you guys weren't so high on, um, Shakespeare in Love, uh, Jerry Maguire. <laughs> I mean, plenty go around, as good as it gets. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we've been told that it's it's nice to even listen to episodes of movies that you haven't seen or ever heard of, just because we don't. We don't hold back. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, I just, I listen to them all anyway because I love hearing you, you two talk. Huh. Um, Thank you. Thank yeah, you. especially with your, your professional insights. So, <laughs> and and uh, those little shout outs that I get every now and again. Of so. course. You are our number yeah. one fan. Yeah, you are. Well, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> uh, so for me, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Podstalgic. You can get all of my content and also uh, we got five at courtparts.com. You know, uh, both podcasts are on all the podcast app catchers. Mm, well, I guess most of them, I'd imagine Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcast now. Um, but yeah, you, you can find me anywhere. Um, I'm very active on Twitter. Uh, and that's that's all I got. But thank you, ladies, for uh, joining me again for for your third time. And we're gonna try to do the whole SNL thing and make it to uh, to the Five Club. Is that what it's called? I forget. Nice. The the Five Host. The the yeah. The, yeah yeah. 
We need smoking jackets. <gasps> yes. Uh, we also, I before we forget, uh, we need to plug uh, because you are a Lady Pod Squad ally, so we need to plug the Lady Pod Squad. Yeah. Uh, yes. So yes. hashtag Lady Pod Squad on Twitter. Um, we are a we're in a group of several podcasts that are hosted and created by women. Um, we have the hashtag to kind of promote female voices within the podcast community so it's not such a sausage fest <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and you can um, find that on Twitter you can use the hashtag lady pod squad or hashtag LPS yes and not that there's a whole lot of tweets with this particular hashtag but you can do like a, a hashtag lady pod squad hashtag pl- plus Peter yes, um, yes. There, there might be like two or three of those but I think that's fun Peter um, is our so, aunt Peggy yeah so I like that <laughs> alright so um, thank you all listeners for uh, for listening if um, if you haven't done so please consider leaving an iTunes review uh, that really helped out the show and if you got a couple of minutes go over to the cutaways and leave them a review as well um, so, yeah support the independent podcasters uh, so thanks again and we will all see you next time thank you thank you peter don't let me hear you say lights taking you nowhere look at that sky life's begun nights are warm and the days are young Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com. All right, so where were we? Um, the final showdown. The final showdown, it's the yeah. Final you showdown. <laughs> I like that.